2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Beckton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings uh-huh. that large should not run as fast as Makai Beckton did. Davis, still going, and
3: he's in for the touchdown.
2: He'll hit immediately he got the handoff. And that's the (laughs) q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you
1: from the playlikeajet.com digital studios. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for part two of the weekend mailbag. So for that, we bring in the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly. So let's jump right back into the mailbag. Next question comes in from NY Jets Mikey J. He says, would you be more surprised if the Jets' offense was top ten or bottom 10. I'd be much more surprised if they were top 10. I think bottom 10 is probably more realistic. You have to remember, again, there are a lot of question marks on this offense, and we've gone through them. A lot of rookies, a lot of unproven, particularly the quarterback. Now, if they're anything above bottom 10, then I think that that's a very promising sign, because it most likely means a wide variety of the guys that Joe Douglas invested in in the draft specifically are paying dividends because we don't know what the Jets are gonna get out of Michael Carter, particularly his rookie year. We don't know what they're gonna get out of Zach Wilson. We don't know what they're gonna get out of Elijah Moore. We don't know what they're gonna get out of Elijah Vera Tucker. Even a guy like Denzel Mims is a bit of a question mark because he had his fair share of moments, but he was injured last year at points. And also it's not like he was a consistent producer. We have to see how Corey Davis fits in the offense. There's just a lot to figure out here. And so if they're a bottom 10 offense, I think that's sort of within the range of what you'd expect. If they're a top 10 offense, then they've way overshot expectations. So if you're asking me, which is more likely, definitely more likely that they're going to be a bottom 10 than a top 10 offense.
3: Yeah, this isn't even close. This is easily, uh, it's easily the bottom 10. And then, Everything you said, but also factor in that they get to play the Bills' defense, the Dolphins' defense, the Patriots' defense twice uh, with a rookie quarterback. Um, yeah, that if they, um, I won't be surprised if they don't finish in the bottom ten. You know, if they finish in you know anywhere from like sixteen to twenty like range, I, that wouldn't surprise me. But I'd I'd be surprised I'd be I'd be shocked and floored if they were a top ten offense. I mean, absolutely floored by that. And yeah, if, if that if that was the case, then man, I I don't want I don't want to be be imagine what Jets fans are going to be like because Jesus is going to be a whole lot of uh, crazy irrational takes flowing off if Zach Wilson leads the Jets to a
2: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at champacasino.com Welcome to the family.
1: VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
2: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chumpacasino.com.
1: Next question comes in from Michael Christopher. He says, do you think the AFC East has the best group collectively of head coaches compared to the rest of the divisions? Can you rank the eight divisions from one to eight in terms of best to worst coaches collectively? So I thought, Chris, maybe what we could do here is... Real time, just talk about which coaches we think are good and which ones we think aren't or which ones we think that the jury's still out as we go coach by coach, division by division. And then we can kind of figure it out that way rather than going off the top of our head. So let's start with the Jets division. I think McDermott has proven himself. I think he's a good coach. Belichick. Don't even need to say anything. He's the greatest coach in the history of professional football, so that is what it is. Brian Flores, we've seen some encouraging signs, but I'm still not entirely sure what to make of him. Looks reasonably good so far, but I need to see a little bit more. As far as Robert Sala, completely unproven. So I think you've got one excellent coach, one really good coach, one guy who looks like he could be a good coach, and another where you have no idea what's going on. Do you think that that's a fair assessment of the coaches in the AFC East?
3: Yeah, that that's a fair assessment. I, I, I'd i probably be a little more uh, favorative of Flores than you, but uh, I, I think you got it pretty damn close.
1: Yeah, the only reason is because I need to see them get into the playoffs, see them do something yeah. in the playoffs before I can say for sure – That He's an upper tier coach right now. Like I said, I think he's done a pretty solid job, but I need to see a little bit more before I can make any definitive statements. So let's go through the rest of these divisions. Chris, we'll go through the NFC East. We'll start with Mike McCarthy. I think he's terrible. I think he did a terrible job last year. I thought he was exposed at the end in Green Bay. And so I would put him on the bad coaches list I think Ron Rivera is a very good coach I'd put him somewhere in the discussion With somebody like Sean McDermott So I'd say he's somewhere on par there The Eagles We obviously have no idea what Nick Sirianni is going to be So he's sort of out of this And then Joe Judge jury is out there with him i think he showed some promising signs in his first year there were some questions that a lot of people had with good reason and so we'll wait to see there so i think in the nfc east what you have is one very good coach one really bad coach one complete unknown and another one who the jury is still out on would you say that's fair
3: that's all fair, uh, but also none of them are even I, – I wouldn't even put any of them on McDermott's level. Mm. So they, they don't even get to number two on the AFC East list.
1: That's fair, although I would say that Rivera is a good coach, and obviously he yeah. took a team to his Super Bowl, so you have to give him some credit yeah. for that. But I could certainly see where you mm-hmm. would argue that McDermott is a level above Rivera, but it's also to me – Arguable that they're comparable Just based on the lengthy resume That Ron Rivera has and I really Think that Washington if they can get Themselves even average quarterback Play with all the other yeah. pieces They have they could be a very dangerous team Which is the first time in a long time that We've said that about them right
3: Yeah I mean really since Doug Williams I mean, <laughs> they, had that. they had the Robert Griffin year but that That was his rookie year no one Expected that year to come where it Did so like yeah It's been a long time
1: Now let's move over to the AFC West You've got the Denver Broncos That's Vic Fangio You've got the Kansas City Chiefs with Andy Reid The Raiders with John Gruden and the Chargers with Brandon Staley. So everybody knows I love Brandon Staley, but he goes into the complete unknown category. I'm bullish on him, but until we actually see him as a head coach, there's no way that you can say anything about him. Andy Reid, one of the greatest coaches ever. He is elite, so obviously he's top of the line there, and he's an ace in that division. Gruden is interesting. I think Gruden is very middle of the pack. I truly believe that he gets too much credit for that Super Bowl that was won in Tampa Bay. Those were Tony Dungy's players. And remember, they were playing a Raiders team that they had intimate knowledge of because Bill Callahan didn't change the plays. I'm not saying Gruden is terrible, but I just think he's such an average ish type of coach who gets pumped up just because of that Super Bowl ring. And then when you take a look at the Broncos, I love Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator. Don't like him that much as a head coach. Wouldn't be surprised if this is his last year in Denver. So I would say that my overall valuation here is one elite coach with Andy Reid, one coach who's okay in John Gruden, one coach who is a complete unknown in Brandon Staley, and one coach who I would say is, if we're being charitable about it, below average in Vic Fangio. Would you say that's fair?
3: Absolutely fair. This division, you got Andy Reid. And then, you know, uh, I like Fangio. Uh, you can do worse than Gruden, but th- this division is about Andy Reid, and and that that's it.
1: A lot of people are going to say I'm not giving Gruden enough credit, but I think if you look at a lot of the seasons that he's had outside of that Super Bowl win, he strikes me just so much as a guy who is a lot of bluster, and he'll get you decent results, but he's more of a... At best, like a Marty Schottenheimer type, but not even that, because Marty Schottenheimer's teams have winning records and went to the playoffs almost every year. They just didn't do a lot in the playoffs. With Gruden, it's been a bit of a bumpy ride the last bunch of years that he's been a coach, although obviously there was a huge gap between his last few years in Tampa and his last couple of years in Oakland. So if you want to bump him up from okay to good, I'm fine with that. That's the best I can do for him, though. I just don't think he's an elite coach. Now let's go over to the NFC West. You got the Arizona Cardinals with Cliff Kingsbury, the Rams with Sean McVay, the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan, and the Seahawks with Pete Carroll. This is interesting because I think you've got three guys that are excellent coaches. Kyle Shanahan, one of the best offensive minds. Sean McVay, same thing. And Pete Carroll, we know what his resume is. The problem here is Kingsbury. I liked what he did early on he had a fresh approach he seemed to liven up the offense it took real guts to go out and get Kyler Murray a year after the team used the number 10 overall pick on a quarterback but last year we saw a lot of the things that ended up contributing to getting him fired from Texas Tech just no emphasis on the defense didn't seem to have any real kind of organized plan and thought that talent was gonna win out and when Murray was hurt he didn't really seem to know what to do. So I think Kingsbury's a guy that right now jury's still out, but thus far I'd say below average. The other three are very good to excellent. So overall, this probably is just from looking at it on paper, the best division in terms of overall coaching.
3: Yeah, this is the one. This this is the this is the only one that goes three D. Um, cuz i'm with you on K- kingsbury but this is the only other one where you can get 3d uh for sure out of uh you know without using a rookie coach uh so th- this this is going to be the one that that's challenging the afc east um and then if you ask me to pair them against each other, I'm gonna choose the AFCs because they have Bill Belichick in it, and that that's that. Uh, but this this is the one. This is the competition. You got uh, McVeigh, you you got Shanahan, and you got Pete Carroll. Uh, it, yeah, that this is definitely gonna be the one to to challenge AFCs here.
1: Next division we will look at is the AFC South. You've got the Texans, the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Titans. So for the Texans, David Culley, rookie head coach, we have no idea what they're going to get out of him. So he's a complete unknown. I like what I've seen out of Frank Reich. I would say he's probably in that same category with Flores. If you want, you could give him a little bit of an edge because his team's been to the playoffs. But to be fair, better roster, I think, than what the Dolphins had. So I would say pretty similar To Flores with the Jaguars Urban Meyer that's an interesting one because Long track record as a head coach But zero track record as an NFL head coach so again Much like Cully we have to count him as An unknown right now and I think Vrabel has done a very nice job with The Tennessee Titans I would say that He's probably right on par With Sean McDermott or at least close So I would say if we're talking about This from an overall perspective You've got one solid Coach in Frank Reich you've got one good to very good coach In Mike Vrabel and then you've got Two unknowns in the Jaguars With Urban Meyer and the Texans with David Cully
3: yeah, yeah I mean David Cully And uh, poor David Cully Because he could <laughs> be the best coach ever But this <laughs> this Texans team is going to be a mess Um, So he's he's not going to get a Chance to show us if he's any good Urban Meyer's Urban Meyer In the NFL how's that going to work um, and, yeah, yeah I, I like Vrabel, too. Vrabel gets the number one spot here. And I, I'm with you with Frank Reich. Uh I, I probably like Flores a little bit more there, but they're comparable, and I wouldn't put up an, a fight if you wanted to say you'd have right a little bit above him. But, yeah, so, again, but you're you're still only talking too deep of even good to decent uh, proven coach in, in this division.
1: And we head to the NFC South, where you have the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've got one excellent coach here in Sean Payton, no question about it. I think you could make a case that the same applies to Bruce Arians, who did a really, really good job in Arizona, and then obviously just won a Super Bowl with the Bucs. I know that he had Tom Brady in a really good roster, but still... There were points in the season where things needed to be balanced, and it looked like the team wasn't going to be able to mesh the way that it ended up meshing in the end. So I think that Arians could very well be argued to be in the excellent category. And then after that, the jury's still out on Matt Rule, like what I saw out of him last year, but not enough to make a definitive decision on what he's going to be as a head coach. And Arthur Smith with the Falcons, a complete unknown, clearly.
3: Yeah, I'm with you on Arians. I, I think he he just sneaks into that excellent category and uh, it's not it's one of these things the super bowl win it isn't what did it for me um uh, it, it really it's for me it's largely about the staff that he puts together and how he empowers his staff um I, and i just i think he does a great job with that he's uh, obviously a uh, very smart offensive game uh, planner as well uh, over the past. I know Brian, Byron Lefkowitz was doing the heavy lifting there this year, past year, but he has done great jobs in that in the past. So I, I'm with you there. And then, of course, uh, Sean Payton is there. Um, but, yeah, the Matt Rule, uh, he did a lot of good things, him and Joe Brady last year. They got like, some positive going there, but we need to see more. Um so they got two great great coaches, but they' there's they still just got two coaches there Um. where again, <clears throat> the the AFC East and the NFC West they're they're going three deep.
1: Taking a look at the AFC North, we've got the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think you've got two really good, To excellent coaches In John Harbaugh And Mike Tomlin Both guys Super Bowl winners You could certainly Put them up there On the top tier I don't know that I would say that They're in the Andy Reid category or that they're in the bill belichick category but certainly you could say that they're right there with somebody like sean payton bruce arians and guys like that so really really strong coaching in this division when you also consider that kevin stefanski is there and i know that he's only been the head coach of the browns for one year but he did an outstanding job with them last year got them further than most people thought got the most out of a roster that freddie kitchens botched The year before jury still a little bit out on him because he could come back and regress. But as of right now, he's looked really good. The weak link here, of course, is Zach Taylor. This will be a make or break year for him. But I haven't really liked what I've seen out of him so far. To me, he's another one of those guys that just benefited from a connection to Sean McVay where the league was looking for the next McVay. And so they were trying to hire anybody that ever had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay and Taylor fell into that category. This is going to be, as I said, the make or break year. He's either going to help the Bengals elevate or he's going to get fired this year. So I would say that... At best, he's a question mark right now. At worst, he's below average or even lower than that. The other three guys I'm pretty bullish on, especially Harabaugh and Tomlin and Stefanski, even though it was one year, looks pretty good.
3: Yeah, I, I need to see a second year out of Stefanski. If, if, if we do the same question this time next year, I might be talking about this a division over the NFC West even. Or at least have them very comparable here, Um, and yeah, that you could definitely make an argument for them being better, deeper than the AFC East. So maybe this time next year I'm going here, but for this immediate moment, because I I, it was only one year of Stefanski. uh, Obviously, Harbaugh and Tomlin are great. I don't even need to bother with Zach Taylor and the Bengals. You get it. If I had one more year, Stefanski, I I'd be uh, talking about the AFC North a little bit more than I am right now. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead right now with the, only having the one year and pencil them in the third spot here.
1: Now we get to the final division, the NFC North. You've got the Bears, the Lions, the Packers, and the Vikings. So the Bears, I just don't think much of Matt Nagy, never have I think if he doesn't deliver this year, he's out of here We'll see, he's finally got himself a quarterback that he might be able to mold and turn into something He was saddled with Mitch Trubisky, so we have to keep that in mind But as of now, I would have to say that at best he's a question mark And at worst, he's a below average coach The Lions, Dan Campbell, complete unknown, we can't say anything about him The Packers, LaFleur has been a little bit divisive. A lot of people think that he's a really good coach. Other people think that in some ways he's a product of what Aaron Rodgers brings to the table. I'd go somewhere in between. I think he's good. I don't think I'm ready to put him above that, but I think so far he's been good. And Mike Zimmer, mm, he's just sort of a middle-of-the-packish kind of coach. He's, to me, the kind of guy that you could fire and not miss or higher and just have him as a placeholder. He doesn't really move the needle for me in either direction, so I'll just say he's okay. So overall, I would say you have one below-average coach who's a question mark. You've got another who's a good coach in LaFleur. You've got another who's just okay, and another who's a complete unknown. Yeah,
3: but definitely the leading uh a division of coaches who talk about biting people's kneecaps <laughs> They yes. definitely lead that division
1: mm-hmm.
3: um but yeah this this is my you know this is at the bottom of the barrel here um Zimmer's okay fine but you're not really happy with Zimmer you again could do a lot worse but yeah Nagy uh and yeah the 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 floors I think I'm with you I think he's done a pretty good job there how much Aaron Rodgers, you know it's hard not to do a good job with Aaron Rodgers. That uh, going for the that field goal at the end of that playoff game, though, is still way too fresh in my mind. Uh, yeah, there, there's not a lot uh, talked positively about coaches in this this division here.
1: So, Chris, I think looking at this without going one to eight because that would just be too hard. I would say that the best division is most likely the NFC West, and then I would probably put the AFC North ahead of the AFC East, but you could make a case for the AFC East. Of course, there are variables here because we have no idea what Robert Sala is going to be, so that's the wild card here. If Sala turns out to be a really good head coach, that could help turn the tide enormously for the AFC East. But as of now, I would probably say that the NFC West is number one, The AFC North is number two, and the AFC East is number three. And I think Belichick would be the reason that you would flip the AFC East to number two if you were to do that. But again, you do have two Super Bowl winners in the AFC North and a coach who, while the jury is still out, did a really, really good job with the Browns. So I could see you making a case one way or the other, but if you're arguing in favor of the AFC East over the AFC North, it's more or less on the strength of Belichick. Not to downgrade McDermott or downgrade Flores, but if you were to take Belichick down even a notch, I think the AFC North would be the clear winner. But Belichick could be what you would use to sway me in the other direction if you wanted to argue that the AFC East is above the AFC North.
3: Yeah, it all depends on how we're weighting all these this stuff here. You know, like how many points you get for being the first plate of whatever. Because uh, Belichick is going to skew that. If, if we're going to give true value here, I'm going with AFC's number one, but that's because Belichick's score is so high that uh, uh, Flores and McDermott are enough to pad the stats to – before everybody else can catch up to him. Again, I if you give me one more year Stefanski, I'll probably – I'm pretty sure I'd go AFC North to jump the AFC East here. Um, but, yeah, the, the NFC West, I just – that, that – it depends on how much I'm weighing Belichick because I can't you – know, I just want to give it all to Belichick um, – but, yeah, that the, they go three deeper a little bit more. So I, I, NFC West, AFC East, AFC North for me.
1: That's going to wrap up part two of the mailbag. Make sure to follow Chris on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider and read his very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com and check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. Great videos from Luke Grant, including breakdowns of the newest Jet, Morgan Moses, who's going to be the starting right tackle in 2021, breakdowns of the rookies, Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter and a whole bunch of others Plus Pace's Playbook Exclusive commentaries from Kayla Pace That's all available on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel right now So go ahead and subscribe if you haven't done that already And give us a 5 star review on iTunes If you haven't done that already for the podcast Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do that for us We'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content You know where to go